this episode, it's a brief look at an online event that took place on the Internet Chess Club website in 2001. The game is Nigel Short versus Guest 2563. Hello everyone and welcome to Audible Chess, where I tell the story of chess through history, fiction, and the games of the masters. This episode I want to give a shout out to David. Uh, Thank you so much for your support. The podcast is 100% listener supported, so if you want to help keep the show going, check out the links in the show notes. I hope you enjoy the episode. Every chess player knows the story of Bobby Fischer's famous victory over Boris Spassky in 1972 at the height of the Cold War. Many also know that the media frenzy that took place afterwards turned Fisher into a recluse. He lived in self-imposed exile for 20 years, and then in 1992, a $2 million prize for a rematch with Spassky lured him back into the chess world. The match occurred in Yugoslavia. Fisher won it handily. But following the match, the U.S. accused him of violating sanctions against Yugoslavia. As a result, Fischer disappeared once again. Then, nearly a decade later, in 2001, something strange happened that has become the stuff of legend in the chess world. One of the greatest blitz players in the world, Nigel Short, had just logged into the Internet Chess Club website when he was asked by someone who was acting as an intermediary if he'd be willing to play an anonymous, quote, very strong player. Short agreed, and the intermediary gave him a code word for him to use to ensure he was playing the right man. Short played eight blitz games against the mysterious player, whose username was Guest2563. He lost all of them. The skill and creativity of Guest2563 was most apparent in their sixth game, where he played a strange opening that involved walking the king out into the open and handing his opponent a stronger position. But even with this opening advantage, Short ended up losing the game. After the match, he went public. He said he believed that his opponent had been none other than Bobby Fischer. I am 99% sure that I've been playing against the chess legend. It was an honor and the greatest pleasure to spend a few hours with Robert James Fischer, even if we never actually shook hands. Why did Short believe this? For starters, there had always been rumors that Fisher was playing on the ICC. Throughout the match, Short tried to test out his opponent to see whether he could in fact be Fisher. For instance, he gave the name of a certain obscure Mexican player. In an instant, Short says, his opponent replied, Segan, 1970, the place and year of a game between Fisher and the Mexican. But others were not so convinced. Raymond Keane believed it was a hoax. Speaking specifically of Game 6, he believed that a human player would have needed more time to better their chances at recovery. Short's description of the game makes it very likely that he was playing against a computer program. A more recent analysis, posted on Reddit, which I link to in the show notes, shows how the average time spent on each move throughout the game which was around 3 seconds, jumps up to 12 seconds at one point, which, the author speculates, may have been when Guest2563 turned on a chess engine. The analysis also shows that the moves correspond somewhat closely to the second variations given by the engine Deep Fritz. But the truth, it seems, will never be known. 
There's a lot of debate about it online, and I'll leave it to you to form your own opinion. Was this a simple internet hoax, or was it, potentially, the return of the king? The game this episode is game number six of the match between Nigel Short and uh, guest 2563. It's a long one, so we're just going to cover the first 24 moves. Check out the show notes for the training resources there, along with links to the game annotation for you to study. Thanks everyone for listening, and I hope the show helps improve your chess. 1. Pawn to f4. Pawn to d5. Two. King to F two. Knight to C six. What color is the F four square? It's a dark square. Three. King to F3. Pawn to E5. Four. Pawn to c3. Knight to f6. Which center square does the white king attack? e4. Five, pawn to d3. Bishop to e7. Six, pawn to g3. Castles kingside. Which squares are Black's knights on? They're on c6 and f6. Seven, king to g2. Pawn to e4. Eight, pawn to d4. 
pawn to h5. Which black piece prevents the white knight from moving to f3? The black pawn on e4. Nine, pawn to e3. Pawn to g6. Ten, pawn to h3. King to g7. Which white piece is attacking the c4 square? The light squared bishop on f1. Eleven. Pawn to c4. Rook to g8. Twelve. Pawn to c5. Rook to h8. How many minor pieces has white developed? Zero. White has no minor pieces developed. Thirteen, knight to c three, bishop to e six, fourteen, pawn to a three. Queen to d7. White's knight on c3 now attacks which two center squares? d5 and e4. Fifteen, bishop to b five, rook on the a file to g eight, sixteen, pawn to b four.
king to f8. Black's knight on c6 is pinned to its queen by which piece? The white bishop on b5. Seventeen. Bishop to a four. Pawn to g five. Eighteen. F pawn takes g five. Rook takes g5. Which square is white's queen on? d1. Nineteen. Pawn to b five. Knight to d eight. Twenty. Knight on the g file to e two. Rook on the h file to g8. Which white pieces are protecting the pawn on g3? The knight on e2 and the king on g2. Twenty one. Pawn to B six. Pawn to C six. Twenty two. B pawn takes A seven. Queen to c8. Which black piece prevents the white pawn from reaching the 8th rank? Black's queen on c8. Twenty three. Bishop to B three. Queen to A eight. Twenty four. Rook to B one. Queen takes 
A7.